they are trying to take down this 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 big robot. He can't really do it. And he See, the machine uprising is really gonna like be yeah. the end of us. Okay. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's right around the corner. <laughs> All right, all right, here we go. We are back. Hello, hello for another relaunch. Yes, I'm yes, Keenan. what's up, everybody? I am LZ. How are you doing today, LZ? I'm pretty good. You know, it's a nice day out. You know, the sun is shining. I'm, it I'm is doing a nice all right. Day out. Global warming has been doing its thing, okay? It really has, you know? <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I saw snow. <laughs> yeah, it, and I'm it okay definitely, with it was that. like 85 degrees here yesterday, and I was like, I don't think this is right, yeah. <laughs> but, <I'm, laughs> but whatever, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know what you're going to do. It's like, I got my legs out. I guess I'm not going to complain too much. You got to do what oh, I got to sure. do. For sure. The fouls was out. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's um, I can respect that. It's been like semi-warm here too. I haven't been going out, you know, again, I'm in DC. It's all okay. inauguration mess down here. So yeah, uh, Watch out for getting... That boarded down oh no i've been in the house and luckily i had all these comics <laughs> i know that's right yes so, so that was great Let me focus on that <laughs> yeah and so with that um let's go ahead and get to the books of the week now we got the second week of dc future state titles coming yes, yes. the second wave um i read a few not too many but let's go ahead and get into it uh green lantern number one future state did you get this i assume you got this because obviously it is john stewart Obviously, you know, I had to get this because Jon Stewart is my favorite superhero. And it's with heavy heart to say that I did not like this book. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, it was, it was something, child. <laughs> the, the writer of this was Jeff Thorne, who also wrote yes. that Vixen thing last week. Yes, right? yes. He's writing the, uh, the Vixen, like that digital first series last week, which was it was whatever but this was like bad i don't know what was going on yeah it was bad <laughs> like oh, no. it was this it was supposed to be the story of john and the lanterns have like all lost their rings somehow and they've been told by the guardians to basically like go into further out sectors that they've never explored before and like make contact with these new planets but something happened with their rings now they're trapped on this one world and John is like fighting in this resistance, um, trying to help these other aliens or whatever. And the the art wasn't very good. Honestly, the only real thing I liked in it was um, John's hair looked like mine. <laughs> I thought oh. that was kind of cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I That's thought that was kind of cool. Point one for representation. Gotta love that. Yeah, I appreciated that. But like, I don't know the the writing for it. It just felt. It was it was rough. <laughs> okay. Um, the it did have other Green Lantern stories in it though, which were I thought were better. The Jessica Cruz story was was pretty good. Uh, she is trapped on this station and basically trying to protect it. And these two Yellow Lanterns kind of come in and they're about to like take this information from this from the station and she is like you know I know that I'm usually like afraid and you know she's the one. I feel like all of the lanterns have their own kind of personalities or whatever, where John is the level-headed and um, very straightforward thinker. 
Cruz is the she's scared and she has like um like anxiety issues and everything like say, that. Yeah, I think like anxiety is a big part of her story, isn't it? Yeah, and in this story, she's like, you know, I'm I can't be that anymore. That's kind of been her thing is trying to overcome her anxiety. And she has some cool moments in this where she is taking down these these yellow lanterns by herself because she doesn't again, the rings aren't working. So she has to use like these kind of cool traps within the station that she kind of set up to get rid of these uh, yellow lanterns. And the ending of it, um, I'm just gonna spoil it because uh, whatever, she ends up becoming a yellow lantern. Oh. Um, because one of the yellow lanterns that she ends up like defeating, she kills and their ring comes off of them and it goes on to her because she has the power to instill great fear as well as overcome it. Okay. Because the, the yellow lanterns were afraid of her because of what she was doing on the station. So I think that would actually be a really, really cool thing for her to kind of yeah, really dive into and go like forward. Yeah, I hope that they kind of bring that into uh, the current like timeline. This is one thing that I've really been wondering about DC Future State because it feels very like placeholder until we get until into the DC Infinite frontier. Yeah, but uh, I hope that they really do keep this this Yellow Lantern kind of story for her. I think that would be a really cool route to take her. I agree with that. I always enjoyed when they like took the lanterns and put them in other colors, like when Guy became a Red Lantern for a bit um, mm -hmm. in, in that book, and they had like Orange Lantern, Lar Fleas, and all that stuff. I enjoy the different colors. Everybody doesn't need to be green. I agree. I think that um, they've said before that, you know, why are there so many Earth lanterns? <laughs> because <laughs> I think I think the thing is like Earth just has this uh, will to keep pushing and or humans anyway have that will. But I think it's really interesting when other Earth lanterns don't always end up being green. They can, you know, dip into the other colors. And for her to go yellow, that kind of like really fits her, her story arc or where they were kind of taking her. So I hope that they kind of keep that going forward. There was also a guy Gardner story in this book where he oh, shout out the guy. I know you like him, but he was born in this. <laughs> 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 he like his his story was better than John's, but um, that's not he, saying much. <laughs> it's not saying a lot. <laughs> it's really not saying too much. He is out on this planet and you experience the moment when his ring starts to fail. Um, Again, we don't know why the rings are failing, but you experience when his ring starts to fail and he's on this random planet and they all think that him as like this prophet and he kind of goes with it. <laughs> and he lets these, Typical he lets guy. these aliens, exactly. He lets <laughs> these aliens all think that he is this like prophet and he has actually made them come together because they were trying to, these two different factions of this planet were gonna kill each other over very dumb things. They thought that this, um, <laughs> they thought that this space debris that landed there was like some something sent from the gods and they were going to fight over it. And one people thought it was like, you were a heretic if you didn't want to praise the space garbage while other people were against that. And Guy kind of brought them all together and he ends up being there for years. Um, and with these, this people. is the guy Gardner I love, you know, just you might like it, together, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. making peace. Like, this is who Guy Gardner <laughs> is, and he just he just falls into it, he falls out. I love it, yeah. And he ends up like making them, he makes them make a foosball table for him. There were some cute moments in it, um, but overall, it felt like again, it felt like kind of kind of boring because I feel like we've seen this before with Guy where he has been like the 
reluctant peacekeeper on a planet, yeah. you know, where he's like, I don't really want to do this shit, but I will help out anyway because I feel like that's what Most I'm supposed definitely. to do as a as a as a lantern. Um so I don't know. I probably won't get issue two. I was actually really upset <laughs> because you know, <laughs> you know, John is my favorite. So like I was yeah. expecting something a little bit like something that would kind of push his story forward and yeah. something that would give him something to kind of grasp for that that you can kind of say okay cool i can see what they're going to do post future state but yeah. i guess they are going to have a new green lantern series uh post future state in like april but it's going to be written by uh jeffrey Jeff Thorne. yeah oh so i don't know if i'm gonna get it i may i may <laughs> check it out just because of john but probably not <laughs> uh. i don't know <laughs> um yeah, that's that's a that's a catch twenty two right there, ain't it? I feel like it's just keep happening for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really oh, do. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, that's Future State Green Lantern. Um. So next up was one. Oh, I did get this one. Future State Justice League, number one. Oh yeah, same. This was written by Josh Williamson and art by Rob Ro Rocha. I want to say his name is, and there was a backup story in this one by Ram V and Marcio Takar for Justice League Dark, which really quick aside, did you see the April's solicitations for DC? I haven't checked them out yet, actually. So, you know, they released them and there's like going to be like more backup stories and they're going to do a Midnighter backup story. Guess who the guess who has the Midnighter backup story? Hold on, story? Midnighter, I'm here for that. You know, I like Midnighter. No, no, no. Guess who has the Midnighter backup story? Who? Superman. <laughs> now see they, they tried it <laughs> DC tried tried it so you mean I gotta go buy a Superman book okay like I was like what it's in action comics I was like are you serious an right action now? comics book <laughs> not like, even like Superman you, like I was like are you serious I was like so I'm gonna have to buy this for like an eight page <laughs> damn well I was like, you know, they, they got me. I'm probably they know how it. to get you, but th this is what I was you. talking about. This was like, this is what I was talking about with these little backup stories. I was like, I'm about to have to buy all these books that I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Superman fan at all. I don't really like him in the least. Um, so they got me because I'm. I'll yeah. definitely like Midnighter, so that'll be yeah. cool. Uh, but Justice League was. I thought it was pretty good. It was a good issue. I like the. I like the art. Um, yeah. I know that you are a big Aquaman fan, yes. and I have to say, I thought Andy Curry was really dope. She was good. I think she's. I think she's cool. She <laughs> I like good. her little like her like Triton gauntlet things. I thought those were awesome. I love. Um, and she I like that she's like hydrokinetic too, like her mom. I think that's cool. She had like a really nice. I think you know this issue actually did a really good job at kind of like showcasing everybody's personality from the jump. Like I felt like I knew who all of these people were. I've kind of dipped in and out of that far sector book that happens, and I will say in like the four or five pages, however many Joe was in Green Lantern in this one, it is the most interesting I've ever seen her than anything I've ever read in that book. I can tell you, I read Far Sector, and she was way better in, in this than she was in Far Sector. Yeah. <laughs> she was way more, like, interesting, I guess you can say, and you kind of mm -hmm. did more and tapped into her detective stuff. I think, I think the solo series tried to really set up some stuff for her, but for me, it didn't really hit as much. Beautiful art. Love yeah. uh, Jamal Campbell. He's a fave. But I wasn't really that into the Far Sector book. I read um, all the issues, but... Yeah, it wasn't hidden, but her in this was awesome. I think that she probably 
works better on teams because you really got to see her her personality kind of shine through and like what exactly who she is as a lantern you know yeah definitely loved all the investigative bits loved like kind of batman sneaking up on her and she's like i told you about that you know she's about to rock him down um and just like again the dynamics everybody else john and yara thought that was really interesting and of course it's like a bit of a play on diana and clark and that whole time when they were together and then andy and the flash of that universe and like how they're kind of sneaking around and i'm just like you know it's kind of i guess i also love that the flash in this um is non-binary yeah but i love but i love the way that they kind of let that out and the way that all of the characters um approached that situation and it wasn't something that they kind of made a joke or that they kind of um it you was know, a- it was, it was just a part of who the character it was. It didn't feel like it was the the point of the character. If that yeah, makes sense. it was just like when they were using their pronouns, it just felt like, oh, they do this all the time. Like, yes. Yeah. This is normal. It, fe- like, it felt right. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate that. I I think that there should be all different types of characters in these books um, from all the different types of like, like walks of life. I think that's dope. Right. And I I hope that we get more characters like that where it just feels like right. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> very much so. Um, I really liked the villains of this book and how they. I mean, I guess it's kind of like typical superhero fanfare. You know, the villains are impersonating the heroes and kind of capturing them one by one. But I like the fact that they were made to feel like important and stuck. Like the whole time when we have like the introduction of the legion of doom and they're talking about how they're about to go after this new justice league and then we get to the next page and it's like oh the legion of doom are dead (laughs) yeah i was like oh shit (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's like you're kind of expecting that to be like some type of fake out and they still like play a role but then no there's another set of villains who actually is like a little bit more powerful and like doing some more stuff so that was really fun to see overall enjoyed this issue Definitely going to pick up the next one. I enjoyed this iteration of the Justice League. Obviously, we're going to see some of these characters stick around. John still exists. Um, post-Future State, Yara will be making her debut. Andy is alive and well. Joe, I don't really know how Joe works. If she's so, in, in, so from what I've been told, or, or, what? What, or, what I could, or what I can kind of, what I've researched anyway, because, you know, I'm a Lantern fan. In her Far Sector book, the way that she never got a, a quote-unquote real Green Lantern ring there was this random made up new guardian, really cool designer, by the way, I liked her, <laughs> she was really cool. Um, but this random guardian met up with Joe while she was in a bar and kind of down on her luck and offered her this ring, like a temporary ring that it didn't have the full capabilities of a regular Green Lantern ring. It was like, but it also didn't need to charge. She didn't need to charge it like, a, like with a power battery. It just, it kind of charged on its own. Um, but she, I think she is going to get a, a quote unquote real Green Lantern ring in that series that I talked about earlier, because in April, oh, I guess okay. not, not only is Joe, but, uh, that teen Lantern character from the young justice young series. Justice? Yeah. Yeah. I think they are both also going to be in that series and we're going to see Joe join that Green Lantern book later and see her get her own ring. And I guess she's going to be the, the detective in it to figure out why the, uh, the the main power battery on Oa, like I guess it explodes or something and she's gonna be the one to kind of figure out why that it is, the why it exploded. Okay, all right, that'll be interesting, maybe. 
um, did you um, have you? You didn't read Justice League Dark, right? And this, I did. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like the, the series before. Oh no, I did not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so okay, so we'll, you know, we'll I don't really way. get down with the magic. <laughs> so no, I did not. <laughs> uh, with that being said, did you like the Justice League backup, Justice League Dark backup story in this? I did actually, you know, again, like I said, I normally don't get down with the magic because like, no, <laughs> but, but um, I did like this, this Justice League dark backup story in, in this, I was a bit confused because I don't, I don't really know a lot of the characters yeah. anyway. Like some of the things that they were talking about in it, I was like, wait, who is that? Or like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I feel like this is supposed to be important, <laughs> but I don't right. even know who that is. Um, but like the, the concept seemed cool. I also did like that in this, the magic wasn't limitless. <laughs> and yeah. um, there were some, there's consequences with it. And I love the, I love Khalid as uh, Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate, yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. He should stay. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> always really fun to see. He was like, him and the, um, the other Fate were a big part of the Justice League Dark series. And they were well, not a big part. They were like, decent supporting characters of it and it was always like really interesting to like see them interacting because dr fate is one of those characters who i've never really gotten down with he falls very much on that like overpowered overpowered (laughs) for me um (laughs) but i liked the relationship with khalid because khalid is obviously less powerful as fate and it was just like interesting trying to see him like reach those limits and like fail or do whatever and get the motivation that he needed to be. So that was fun to see. Um, I did kind of realize with this Justice League dark story that I think I am over this iteration of the team. You know, um, I was going to ask you that because it felt like the same. I've, yeah. I've never really, I, like I said, I don't really read Justice League dark, but you know, I love comics. So I, I at least still see the the characters together in an Insta. Yeah. And I feel like it's always Zatanna, John Constantine, um, Dr. Fate, and Etrigan <laughs> all, exactly. all the time. <laughs> like all the time. And so, you know, um, they they were pretty much the main part of the cast for the original series. Like Man Bat was in and out. Like I said, uh, Tracy 13 would come and be supporting sometimes, as would the Dr. Fates. And but like, at least had uh, Bobo, which I thought he was cute. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bobo and Swamp Thing. And so, like, but they have been like the cast since the book first launched again and so it's kind of been like it's been great in the way that you've had like a long form story for these characters you really kind of get like the characterization they've had a steady growth in what they've been doing but like you said now it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like all right we've kind of told this story a little bit once before once twice or three times with etrigan and Zatanna and constantine and all these other people it's like we can either inject some new blood into this or let's try something new so they're also going to be having their own backup, I believe, in Justice League, written by Bendis. So I probably oh have to pick them oh up the too. oh the, the Justice League is being written by Bendis. Is the Dark Story also being written by Bendis, or is it- no? The Dark Story is still going to be written by Ram V. Oh okay, cool. Um, it's just going to be appearing at the end of the Bendis Justice, Justice League, League issues. No, they, got you, child. they got you, child. They got you. Like I don't know what they're doing. Like it's something. <laughs> like somebody's been reading my you. diary, and I don't mm-hmm. understand. They were like, um, we gonna make him by this Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I mean, I think that I think that was that might be an interesting book. Um, yeah, I think so too. I think Bendis might actually kind of fit the if whatever kind of story he wants to tell with the Justice League. I think he might fit that more a little bit more than what he's been doing recently. 
We'll see. We will. Um, so there were the two other future state books that also came out, um, Robin Eternal and Teen Titans. Now, I'm not going to lie, I did not read either of these. Um, I think the whole kind of Red X, Nightwing, Deathstroke thing that I've seen solicited, it's just not really appealing to me. I'll probably like read it on DC, their service. What's it called? DC Infinite now? Yeah, yeah, DC yeah, Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, their little streaming service. Yeah, I'll probably like read it on there when it finally hits that. Um, and the Robin Eternal one, I'm just not a huge Robin guy. So anybody, if you read those two, if you loved it, please let us know. I did. Post- <laughs> oh, you did? I did, yes. You know, I oh. love Starfire, so hello, I'm going to get the Titans book. <laughs> I did. Um, uh, oh, I also wow. read Robin Eternal because hello, I'm a Tim Drake fan. So obviously oh, I got that Oh, it's Tim too. Drake? Oh, yeah, it's definitely Tim. not getting that. <laughs> <laughs> that is like my least favorite Robin. <laughs> he's, my, he's my favorite Robin. Um, so the Titans book was, I think, I think there's some good ideas there, but I'm not quite sold on like what was actually going on. The plot was kind of, kind of confusing. I think issue two will kind of really help show whatever was kind of going on in issue one. Um, they have now an academy. It's like Titans Academy. And uh, they have all these new heroes come in that like um, this one black girl named Brat Girl. Um, and she looks like she's a part of the Bat family. I think it's cute. Um, and a bunch of other like random new Titan characters. I'm not quite sold on Starfire being like the den mother for them. Um, okay. I understand that she, you know, was a part of the, the Titans or whatever. And she probably feels like that is quote unquote her home. But... I'm not quite sure how I feel about her kind of just always being like this this motherly figure for all of them and trying to teach everybody and everything. It's happened. Um, it was a really weird shift that she took because I remember like during the Johns era, obviously Starfire was kind of like in the mentor figure for that younger generation of Titans, but she never really took on like den mother for them. It was very yeah. much like, I don't know, like PE coach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that's what it's giving. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I don't know where the whole like den mother thing came from. It's it's not something that I necessarily mind, but it's don't it's not something that I think really fits for her and like rings true. Yeah, me, I don't like, really think it really aligns with her character, but I do I'm not I'm not quite sold on it, but maybe I will grow and maybe it'll grow on me or something, but I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about her being like this, the dead mother for all these kids. Um, Cyborg is back with the Titans and he mentions that, you know, I think I think it was Beast Boy who said like, oh, he used to, he got an upgrade, you know, he got a promotion. So <laughs> um, watch out for his majesty. And he was like, hey, I came back. So I think that maybe they might have to, I think maybe Cyborg might come back to the Titans somehow in post-future state. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i liked it it was it was a tad it was a tad confusing the art was really good but um i think issue two might be a little bit better i also think that it was weird seeing starfire with pupils i think that was kind of weird i was yeah i hate when artists do that i don't understand it's like the eyes just green like it's just green just light. Just, <laughs> yeah. just do it i also think that they need to um 
darken up that orange a little bit. <laughs> you know, I think the <laughs> she gets, she gets, her skin's getting light. She gets a little, she gets a little too light. <laughs> it's looking a little too light. I don't like that. She's a, she's a dark orange. Let's get it yes. correct here. Let's get it right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, um, so wait, so, Tim Drake is really your favorite Robin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. He is... He got common sense. You know, I love a character with common sense. <laughs> the rest of them don't. So he's he's my favorite Robin. Nightwing is my favorite of the Bat family. But um, I think as far as Robins go, he is he's my favorite. Uh, so, and Robin Eternal was written by uh, Megan Fitzmartin and drawn by Eddie Barrows. And the art was really good. Um, I thought the story was actually also great it felt like you were a part of the like the gotham stuff that they're doing with future state as far as that whole magistrate thing i know that we talked about the uh future state batman book uh last week yeah and it kind of it's fitting within within that world of everything nobody really wants to help out anymore as we've seen before because of whatever the magistrate is doing and tim obviously is like no <laughs> i'm not with that i need to help help take this stuff down um, spoiler is in it, and she comes. Stephanie Brown is in it, and she kind of comes and helps out with him. Uh, oh, wait, he wants Steph to... is in it. Yes, it's... <laughs> okay. Maybe I see will now. You want to get it up. now? I might have to go mm. pick this up. You know, I love me some spoiler. <laughs> exactly, spoiler is great in this too. She's got this. We don't really know why, but like something happened to her eye. I don't know what kind of battle she's been in. Um, and Tim is fighting these magistrate sentinels is what I'm basically going to call them. They're these giant robots that are like, you know, they say uh, vigilante detected <laughs> and they come okay. and take them out. You know, again, the X-Men, the blueprints. <laughs> so um, they are trying to take down this, this, this big robot. He can't really do it. A spoiler comes in and helps him and they take it down and he has learned that there is some this like new Lazarus pit like stuff that they're going to be mixing with these with these robots so that they can kind of self-generate. Um, and he See, the machine uprising is really going to like be yeah. the end of us. Okay, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's right around the corner. <laughs> and um, he learns that there is a shipment of the stuff coming in and he wants to go and take it down. There is this uh, a deaf or hard of hearing character who is in it and they have a whole sign language moment, which I think is really cool. And I guess she was someone who was in We Are Robin. I didn't read that series, um, but they mentioned in the book that she was a part of uh, We Are Robin. So I guess maybe it's cool that she kind of came back and you see her again. Um, I did like the editor's note while they were signing. Um, it said like, these are not direct like ASL translations <laughs> so that people they don't like try don't to drag us. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, don't even try it, y'all. We are just, we're just trying here. So I thought that was kind of a cute little moment. Um, the, the ending was really cool because uh, like Tim is fighting this thing and then like he ends up getting hit with some Lazarus juice. So uh, this is, I think the next issue is going to be great. I, I enjoyed the book a lot. I hope that we see whatever kind of is going on with with him in this going forward. I didn't really see him being portrayed a lot in the new uh, Bat Family stuff that they're talking about post DC uh, 
Infinite Frontier. And it looks like, I think they just announced a Robin solo series, but it'll be Damien. So yeah, I did um, see that. Which actually looked pretty good. I'm gonna touch, I'm gonna definitely gonna check that out. But uh, I hope we get more Tim post DC Future State because this is pretty good. All right, Tim Drake stands on the rise. Okay, we hear y'all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a bumpy ride. <laughs> it is child. <laughs> child, talk it about been, it. <laughs> it has been a bumpy ride. I don't know. It's something about him and Nightwing. They just love throwing them through the ringer. They it's do. Crazy. All of my faves just don't get it. They just either yeah. kill them off or, <laughs> or don't give them the kind of shine. But this was pretty good. All right. Okay. There you go, Tim. Um, so next up, oh, Seven Secrets number six. Um, have you I haven't into jumped this into this yet. I haven't okay. yet. I know. You know, it's it's just, so this issue was really good. Again, like I've said before, I think Tom Taylor really excels at like character interaction and like compassion and making you care about these characters. And so that's what he's pretty much been doing for the last five issues. And this one, of course, like now he just comes in and tears you apart because like some of them start dying off, like bad things start happening to them. Again, like there is this organization of people who hold onto like the seven biggest secrets of the world and there are keepers and holders. And so the keepers protect the secrets and the holders like holds the briefcase that has it. And so there are these, this villain group who's coming to get them and they actually managed to get one of the secrets. But the thing is like when they open it, like, I don't know, they all explode and like everybody gets set on fire. So I'm just it's like crazy. It's wild. It's like really oh snap. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's just like whoa. It's like don't right. open the don't open these briefcases. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that happens, and then like the protagonist of the story, he's kind of like been growing up in this organization, and a small group of them get away. They're kind of also realizing that there's a mole in their organization on like how this group keeps finding them, and so like one of the main like heads of it she's like the number one keeper she like dies but before she um dies in the book she's like telling people she's like i know you can trust this one this one and this one everybody else i don't know what you're gonna do and so it's just a really good book it's really interesting tom taylor and the entire team is just killing it on this again i think if you like tom i love tom he's a fantastic writer yeah he's really consistent and he stays that way here. So Seven Secrets number six. I think everyone should go pick it up. And uh, another great book, Immortal Hulk 42. Ooh, I haven't jumped into this one yet. I know I, know I need I know. to, but it's, I know you have I've been I've been trying to catch has. up on Daredevil first. Oh, okay, because that's good too. Yeah. And by the way, like <laughs> I know that I know that you and like some of the listeners suggested Daredevil to me. And um y'all were right it's good yeah like <laughs> it's yeah good. it's really good so i'm assuming if 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 y'all were right about that a mortal immortal hulk must also be as amazing as everyone says again like i think i think one of the things that i also really like about this title is that it's still just going it's like 42 issues it hasn't been like given a new number one and hasn't been relaunched and again i understand kind of why that happens as far as like marketing and promotion and why and just like trades and collections why putting a new number one out but I feel like if Al Ewing wants to, and if Marvel like allows him to, this is one of those runs, it can hit up into like the hundreds because- Oh, wow. Yeah, because, yeah, and it's just like, I would kind of love to see because I don't feel like we've gotten that from a writer in a really long time. So, but like, if he wanted to again, like, I don't know, he might plan to end this story at issue 50, 51, 52, whatever. 
I think he could go all the way. This issue is a little bit different from the last few where a lot of the supporting characters actually take center stage. Like, so Gamma Flight's been a part of the book. Uh, Titania is actually on Gamma Flight now. So it was like fun oh, to I like see Titania. Her. Yeah, she's there. Um, we saw like just some of the other characters in this world and like what's been going on with them and how they're looking for Hulk also. So again, just a good book. You gotta, you, I don't know, 42 issues. It's still good. I'm going to get into it on Immortal Hulk. I mean, I mean, on uh, Marvel Unlimited, I'm going to check it out for sure. That will definitely be a good spot to do that. Okay. And, oh, I actually enjoyed this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marauders 17 was next up oh, on the list. Yeah, this was a good one. I liked it. This was good. This was good. And, you know, I've kind of um, had a little bit of an up and down yeah. on Marauders. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it. Yeah, I've been a little up and down on Marauders, you know, some of the issues. But, you know, I was really interested when I saw the preview from the Storm Callisto fight and how, like, it was talking about the Crucible and like how you had to bring your own person to the Crucible now that Apocalypse is gone and just her picking Storm. And it's different from the fight and the few that they've always kind of had. This is like genuinely just like respect and you are the only person who I can trust to do what needs to be done for me in this type of way. And I thought that was a really great moment for them. Again, the fight scene was amazing. Storm is who that girl. Who would you to take into the Crucible with you? Oh, Danny, for sure. Oh, really? Yeah, she's the only one who could take me, honestly. I know, that's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the other girls wouldn't be able to compete. It's just like... <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> who would you take? You know, I feel like I would take, if we could pick someone that high up, I'm going with Magneto. Because oh. for sure, you know, I'm, I would definitely be Team Magneto in, the, in, in all of this. And, you know, I feel like he would give me the most glorious <laughs> of, of deaths and battles. <laughs> and the speech about, you know, me being a mutant would be so well, so spoken. So I'm going to totally go with Magneto. Okay. I can see that for you. I definitely yes. see that. Crush Polaris me, Daddy. crying on the side. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Polaris off there being like, no, don't kill him. Yes, yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, Okay. I'm, I'm down for that. So... Yeah, I thought that was really nice in Marauders, how it was done with them. It was also really interesting for Storm and just, you know, she kind of talked about where she was in Marauders and what she's been doing and how she's kind of like found her footing again. And she's like, now I'm about to do something else. Do you think that is her leaving the X-Books in general or it's just like her doing something else in the X-Books? You know, I actually loved that part of this book because I think I've been enjoying Marauders since it's been going on. It's been like pretty pretty consistent for me I but my biggest complaint has been the shine that all the other characters get because for yeah. the most part it's been the Shadowcat and Emma book and I'm not the biggest fans of either of those characters I came into Marauders for Iceman and Bishop um yeah, and to see what was going on with Storm but I feel like all three of those have been pretty much just been like wallpaper in this <laughs> or they come in use their powers or something and they leave but they and they don't really get too much of a story so for me for this and seeing that storm has been i guess dealing with her own emotions and everything that's kind of going on and she's like i got to get up out of here and do my own thing i hope that that leads into like a storm solo book because i think it's time for her to just have her like give her more backstory and just stop relying on the fact that she's storm if that makes sense like i feel yeah, like absolutely. there's been this big 
this big push for Storm, and we all love Storm, but it feels hollow for me because there's never really too much story there. It's just, she's just there. Um, yeah. So if this is gonna lead it's like into a Carol something- issue. Exactly, Carol had that problem bad. And it's like, okay, we see, we, we see the name, but we wanna see the character. And I hope that this is gonna lead into more Storm stories and not just Storm. I don't wanna see Storm lose her powers and, you know, <laughs> try to regain them again. We've seen that. I don't wanna see Storm you know, trying to battle and deal with being like the leader of the team or something like that. We've done that already. I want to see more of Storm's history, maybe her family and all that kind of stuff. I think that it's time. And I hope Definitely. that this, that's what this is kind of leading into. Although if she, I think it would be cool to kind of see the Storm solo book kind of show all of the the roles that she has on Krakoa with, you know, that whole, the Reverend Mother of Resurrection and of Krakoa, um, her council seat, you know, yeah. I feel like she's she's everywhere and I would love to see how she actually feels about all these things. You know, this was the book where we see that she she approves of the crucible. It's not like she disapproves of it. She just don't want to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, um, which I thought was really interesting. Right? I think that was really cool and I would love to see more of that from Storm. I don't want to only get that one page like that in Marauders, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, I get that. Um I, I completely agree with that too. And it's, it's it's interesting that you say you haven't really been enjoying K Kitty and Emma in this book, because I would agree that that's kind of been like my biggest thing with it. But I actually really enjoyed them in this issue. And uh, that's the, what's wild is like, I did like that from this. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, I was just like, no, I was like, this was actually really fun. Um, Emma kind of like, shading Sebastian and like saying to Shinobi, you know, your powers are more like Leland's <laughs> instead right? of Shaw, you know, it's like, we might need to do a DNA chest. I was like, oh, she's being that. messy. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, okay. This is I was like come on, uh, um, Emma Mori, poor bitch. <laughs> 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 Doing the test, you know, and the, what um, did the results say? <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, and then, you know, Kitty was just being Kitty, doing her thing. Yeah, she was just so, being kitty. You know, I guess you you gotta respect it. <laughs> yeah, at this at this point, that shit is what she's gonna be. So, um, again, I like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of those two characters, but I did enjoy them in this. Emma's whole like telepathic machinations that she was doing in the beginning, where she erased Shinobi's memory and stuff because she was trying to figure out if he knew anything about, you know, Shadowcat's oh, death and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't really understand the point of Christian Faust, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't really, I don't really understand the point why he's ever really there, but other than the fact that his, his sister is Emma. Is he um, supposed to be a mutant? Does he have power? Do you know? You asking the wrong bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I, I'd assume maybe, maybe at this point, it doesn't, her sister has powers, right? Didn't she? have powers adrian i think adrian i think cordelia yeah. was like an empath i have no I idea know. listeners y'all tell us what up what's up i don't know if christian is, is supposed to have powers or not if he's also Where a telepath or something super fans yes yes questions. yes i got a lot <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah marauder 17 really enjoyed it think i'm gonna continue picking it up just to keep seeing where the story goes especially if it's oh, like yeah. if, if anything like if Storm is definitely leaving, I also wonder if that means they're going to bring in some new people. Oh, Pyro's on mm -hmm. this team also, isn't he? 
He is on this team. I forgot he was on this team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, so, you is. know, I wonder if, like, you know, her void will kind of, like, leave, leave let some of these other characters flourish or if they'll just bring in somebody new to replace her. So. Yeah. I'm in, though. I, I This is going to be the book, I think, where we get the, the Hellfire Gala, which is going to be the debut of the candidates for the X-Men. So I think that will be... A yeah. really fun issue. I can Definitely. wait for the looks for the gala, to be honest. <laughs> that was going to be great. Oh, I yeah. cannot wait. I'm, I, let me get my outfit ready now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and the last book on the list, sword number two. Let's talk about it. Let's it gives. It. it gives. <laughs> I, I, I loved this book. Sword, I think, is becoming one of my favorite X books, even though we only in the second issue. Let's talk <laughs> and, about it. I, I really love this, you know, um, my top three favorite ex-women are uh, Polaris, uh, Jean, and Frenzy. And Frenzy yes. in this book is- Everything. We love her. Yes, love I, love when she, I love when she saw uh, Magneto and Cortez talking and she was like, now look at this shit. <laughs> exactly, she was, like, she was like, here we go, repeating history. She was like, these men are stupid. <laughs> men are stupid, exactly. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love the like elevated status that she's getting currently. You know, I was afraid that she was gonna be lost in the shuffle. Uh, with, Agreed. With, once we got to the whole Krakoa era because everyone was now on the board and all these books can kind of pick anybody. But I really love that she's been in this. Um, this issue was a a King and Black tie-in, but it didn't feel that way. Um, which, I'll or at least I didn't say. At least I should say it didn't feel like the event was taking over the book. It still felt yeah. very much sword, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Al Ewing is great for that. I think all of the tie-ins he's had to do for like King and Black and a lot of these other events, he's been really great at just kind of working his own story in to make it fit or making the King and Black part of it very small <laughs> so it's just kind of like okay we hit it and then we keep on moving um obviously i think this one's going to take up a few more issues that we left on the cliffhanger that cable has been infected by noel again a venom villain apparently yeah so. yeah he's like he's like i think from like a previous universe or something when like the universe collapses something and he's survived i believe and he's like the king of all of that kind of stuff so um he's just like you know big space threat <laughs> overpower I mean, like just killing everybody I, apparently yeah so, so um but in this i i want to know what exactly uh protocol v is which obviously yeah. is protocol five and she needs the five for some reason so i don't know what's going on yeah, it's like, why is she taking them off planet and it's like is she taking them off just to kind of keep them safe in case krakoa falls and it's like we can keep them up in space and do something with them is there something else going on i think that was really exciting i also really enjoy like how you kind of brought up when frenzy was looking at magneto and cortez like i just love the entire cortez experience that this book brings because you know it's been one of my opinions al, al ewing is making cortez fun like that's he dope. is fun. Like, and it's like he's one of those characters that you were going to like love to hate. And you yeah, hate for sure. Love. And it's good. Like, yeah. but you know, because I've always also kind of been had the opinion that I think they should have made Cortez one of the captains of Krakoa just for the mess. The mess. That'd be so messy. <laughs> but it's like it's great to kind of see him in this like still somewhat high position role. And 
again, be bringing exactly what I would have wanted him to bring to the captain's table. So it's like, that's fun. I also really loved Brand's data page where she was talking about his possible replacements in the whole redacted page. I've been going down like my D-list hole trying to figure out who this redacted person is. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure out who that person is, is, is either. But like, um, I, it's gotta be someone that Ewing is just gonna be like pulling from who knows because I I was trying to figure I remember before trying to figure out who the like psychic um the head of like the psychic portion yeah. of sword was going to be and wrong. yeah I, I was too I don't know who I was <laughs> 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 um I guess I wasn't thinking of Mentalo but um the reasoning for her picking him in her data page was really really cool I liked it like yeah she was like oh Brand's I have to make him woman. think I have to make him think that he is like the choice that I made and really he is the choice that I made because I needed him for a specific reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was <laughs> I think really, that's really dope. Um, um, how did you like seeing St- Sunfire in this? I feel like we haven't seen him in like who knows how long. And I thought so this Sunfire, was- Sunfire is a character that I feel like I like in theory, but when I actually go back to read anything with him in it, he either is a villain or he's just not making a big appearance at all. And so it's kind of, I've kind of got- He's also like, like oh. isn't he like anti-X-Men? Or like, he's not really into all this, like- he, he's, he's, he's been like, I don't like y'all a couple of times. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It, it was, I mean, it was a nice to see him. It was a really great moment. Like, again, I love Cortez and the little like Machiavellian speech he gave him, like, go be our son. And then like Sunfire comes, Sunfire comes up all powered. Obviously we know Cortez's powers tend to have a little bit of an addictive effect. So we'll see like what, if that continues, even though he said he's eased it up, it's like, is something still gonna happen with it? It's like, did you you really do that? Yeah. Um, And it was a great showing for Sunfire. I don't know, I guess I'm always interested in Sunfire. If that makes like if that makes sense. Me, me too. I feel like I want to like him, but again, like kind of like you said, his appearances, he usually is like against the X-Men, but not in the point where he is against their like ideologies and he wants to kind of throw on his own. He's always like, mm-hmm. I don't even like y'all, so I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> and, then and, he or, and then he's like or he's possessed by a, you know, he's a horseman of apocalypse. And then like even yeah. him on Uncanny Avengers, I think about that and it's, I can't tell you anything that happened with him in that book. I just remember him being taken over by Apocalypse and he was used to torture Wolverine. Like he, they made his powers infinitely turned on and Wolverine was just going to be constantly burned in that book. I just remember that because I was like, well, that's dark. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, all right, we get it. <laughs> right, somebody was mad that day. Yeah, um, for real. I do, do like Wizkid in this book though. Oh, Wizkid is amazing. Shout out to Wizkid. Yeah, I think he's awesome in this. I love the way that they really like, I feel like the last time I ever really was getting like stories with him was when I was reading like the X-Factor volume one. I think when he was like first kind of (laughs) introduced, you know, as this like technopath and kind of really powerful technopath at that, you know, (laughs) he took out that one like null space symbiote dragon thing in one shot and was like, I'm not worried about that. I got... I got other things to do. <laughs> no, no, I was about to say, like, Ewing has, like, and that's, again, like, Ewing minds these, like, D-list type of characters, and when he brings them back, he brings them back with such personality. It's just like, yeah, how can you, why hasn't this person been around forever? Like, if this is what we could have been getting. Um, so I really do enjoy Whiskey. You know, great stuff. It's just good. This is just a good book. 
Yeah. I love the the organization of all of this and all the different team colors. This feels like a department <laughs> kind of it feels yeah. like it feels like it feels really like a department or like a branch of Krakoa or, you know, this combination of of Krakoa and and Sword or whatever. I really like what they're doing in this book. You know, again, I've always said, like, I never really cared for the mutants in space stories, but now the mutants in space makes sense, and I'm loving it. Love it. Exactly. I'm into all this, for sure. All right, well, that was the books of the week. And go ahead, let's go ahead and take a little break. Yes, let's take a break. All right, all right, y'all. Welcome back to uh, the panel section of the show. This week, I wanted to give everyone a little bit of a talk about Vision. So, you know, we all know that WandaVision just came out. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision have been this couple for years at this point. They've they've pretty much always been kind of tied with each other. Um, But I feel like we mostly always talk about Wanda and Scarlet Witch and like kind of how she's affected the Marvel Universe. But I wanted to take a bit of a, a turn and do more vision talk and see what how people kind of felt about him. So, yeah, um, okay. yeah you know, vision, vision debuted in the Avengers number 57. And those like Silver Age books were a lot of fun because they would pack in a lot of information <laughs> in one in one book. Um, and in that one series, he not only like I'm sorry, not in that one issue, he not only debuted and became and was shown as a vision, he also like turned on Ultron and then joined the team by the end of it. <laughs> so um, I think everything kind of happened fairly quickly, mostly because they just put in a lot of information in those uh, Silver Age books. You know, he was a synthesoid made by Ultron who, who wanted to take down the Avengers, um, you know, the classic story of sending out my troop to take down the Avengers. He ends up turning back on Ultron and joining the Avengers. And I believe that his original body was supposed to be, they didn't know how it was made, whether it was like kind of like the human torch, um, the original human torch, the uh, robot version, or if he was something completely brand new. And there have been like kind of some retcons there where they've said like, yes, he was kind of made from human torches, old parts or whatever. But I, my headcanon is, I don't know, he was just made completely by Ultron. <laughs> I just yeah. leave it up to that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need all the extra stuff. Um, and like pretty soon after he even joins the Avengers and is on the team, um, he is controlled by Ultron. Ultron gets his um, adamantium you know, upgrade. And that's the kind of Ultron that we've known pretty much since then. Um, outside, I think currently actually Ultron and Hank Pym are like one now. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but shortly after he joined the team, he meets Scarlet Witch and they begin like this whole romantic relationship. I've always been kind of like whatever about their relationship. Um, I I think WandaVision, the TV show actually kind of is making me really like it a little bit more and be into it, but we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But I I think as far as their relationship goes, I, I think I kind of like them. They kind of feel like they complete each other. Scarlet Witch is literally chaos. <laughs> and um, yeah. whereas the vision is, 
he balances that by being not chaotic <laughs> and <laughs> but but then again you know he's also a robot and he is he doesn't have the same kind of emotional responses as a human would have um so after they even join the team i think shortly after they i think they get married but like it was this weird marriage and then they have these kids together but they ended up like not being their children i think she like magically created them from the souls of two things from like mephisto or something like that it ends up being this weird thing and that's kind of like the the start of her kind of breakdown was the loss of her her children that she had with vision i think she's always wanted to have this idyllic relationship with vision the white picket fence and you know the kids and all that kind of stuff but it just never really comes comes to light what do you think about uh vision um so i like vision i honestly i haven't read like too much with vision or if the stuff or if he's been in things that i've read i honestly didn't pay too much attention to his character um i do like his powers the whole density control and being able to like phase and shift and i'm really into like characters who can do things with their mass i don't know it's it's cool <laughs> um i did go back and do some vision reading for like WandaVision because again, like Vision's one of those characters I was just like, I don't know a lot about. So I read this mini series that he had from Bob Harris and Manny Clark. And it was actually like really fun. It was like pure, like kind of like late eighties, early nineties, just ridiculousness, death cries in it, crystals in it. Um, Hank Pym appears, Jocasta appears. So basically what's happening is there is this villain named Antivision and he is creating this virus that infects all the synthesoids and like makes them switch their personalities back and forth. Like they don't know who they are. And so there's like a point in time where Crystal and Deathcry go look for Vision because he's been missing for a month now and they find him and Jocasta are like holed up in some building as a detective agency and he's going by the name Simon Williams and <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and so like I thought that was interesting and then he also like has another episode where he like goes and attacks some woman because there's another man I guess there's this whole story about how there are these two people simon williams aka wonder man and like this other guy and how i guess their thought processes have been ingrained in vision so a big like part of the story is he's kind of trying to figure out like am i simon am i this other guy am i vision like and who is vision and what does that mean it's also really nice because i know you just said you'd like to see him with scarlet which you like that relationship but in this one they're not together and it's actually funny because death cry like has a huge crust on vision that he like does not realize and he is because he's tall (laughs) 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 um and vision is actually into crystal and she like doesn't see it for him at all so there's like this scene where um after they've kind of like helped vision remember who he is one of the times you know him and crystal are talking they're up on the roof and she's like you know once we get you back together like you'll understand like this is what friends are for and this is what friends do in vision's life oh we're just friends and death cries like watching on the side and then jacosta's like her and jacosta have this really like antagonistic relationship it's like so funny it's like two housewives just bickering all day and jacosta's <laughs> like girl you are in love with him and we can all see it and it's like he don't think about you at all <laughs> <laughs> well that sounds like some um, mess yeah so um it was it was really interesting again it was kind of one of my first like 
forays into like vision on his own and seeing him not around the characters who he's always around. So yeah, it is it is nice to see Vision kind of break away from the Avengers uh, and Scarlet Witch. As 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 I said, I, I do like I think I like them together, but um, it's always best to see kind of how they feel about the greater Marvel Universe and themselves when they're separated from each other. I know that um, y'all know I love Wonder Man. So a part of his story has always been like, am I human because I am this ionic energy stuff and the other side of that for vision has always kind of been like what am i because i have been made up of other things before um <clears throat> you know he after the wonder man i think he when he first died they kind of basically put him on ice and originally i don't think it was i don't know if it was ever really in the plan to use simon williams's brainwaves but it seemed like that was kind of what they wanted to have as a reason for why he was able to kind of think like a human. And around the time when he debuted, the only real, I think Simon had like kind of just died. So he was like the only real person who was available to, for them to kind of say, oh, we actually like, you know, recorded his brain waves and we, that's kind of where Ultron got it from. So um, I have been more into the, into vision when he's kind of broken away from that and he isn't, you know, basically a clone of Simon or um, a clone of Hank or whatever. I like it when he kind of discovers who he is and what he wants to be. Um, I don't know if his brain, I don't even think his brainwaves are even still like based on anybody else. I think it's just him now currently. Um, I'd have to go back and like kind of research and see if that's the case. I think, the case. So. I think um, another vision, so another vision series that I did read was the Tom King vision series, which is like highly recommended. No, I've heard people always it. talk about this. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, like if you if you never know anything about Vision or you've never heard about Vision, like read that Tom King miniseries. Like that's really all you ever need. Um, it's just really great. And I feel like during that, the whole brainwaves of Wonder Man thing wasn't touched on. Um, but you know, again, like he I think the family that he created, the wife was based on Wanda's. Oh wow. If okay. I recall correctly. Okay. I, mean, I wonder if that was them kind of, kind of, kind of saying like you know he pretty much always wants to end up going back to, to Wanda. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. I think that they are. I think that they are probably getting to the point where they are always going to be intrinsically together. Like it's just them, <laughs> you know. Kind of yeah. like the I've kind of also ex ex accepted that about like Gene and Scott. Like they're always going to be kind of always end up going back towards each other in this stuff. So I think that's kind of what happens with with Vision and Scarlet Witch, like they're like, eventually they're gonna get back together <laughs> and, yeah, and, try to be, and, and try to be a couple. Um, the one thing that I, I'm kind of glad we've moved beyond with the Vision was the deconstruction of him. He gets torn apart a lot. <laughs> like yeah. I felt like a lot of times <laughs> he gets just like ripped apart. Like a lot of his story has been, oh no, um, Vision has been destroyed. We got to build another one, <laughs> you know? Um, so I hope that they've kind of come, come away from that story for him more recently. Uh, did you like mm -hmm. him in Avengers Disassembled and kind of what he was going through there? as well as you know scarlet witch that was kind of a bigger story for her where she was literally going through it and her powers were just kind of affecting everyone around her and that's she like killed him in that didn't she 
no, that was uh, that was She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk again was the one who she ripped him apart. Literally, literally ripped him in half. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, I don't really remember too much about Avengers Disassembled, honestly. I, I, it was more so everything that came after that. Mm-hmm. I think, again, like you said, it was kind of more of a bigger story for Wanda than it was for Vision. I know he kind of had, like, some weird moments in, like, Young Avengers and, like, um, with the Kang thing and, like, kind of getting brainwaves for that and then turning back into the adult vision and i think he, he in avengers no road home the sequel to avengers no surrender he had like a really di- uh dope moment in that as well and like he's had like a new suit or his new robotic has been upgraded it just looks good i think his design is very good yeah i do Ooh. like his design a lot yeah so got some good stuff oh I I, yeah are you a fan? Do you would you like to see more vision on the Avengers, or would you rather see him kind of go off and do more things with Wanda? So neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because, again, I feel like all the Avengers stories I've read with Vision, you know, outside of something like No Road Home, he kind of like falls to the wayside a little bit, or they pretty much make the story about Wanda because she's also on the team. Um, after reading that miniseries. They do, and, they do the same thing with Wonder Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those four boys. Um, yeah. After reading like that miniseries and then kind of like thinking about the Tom King Vision series, um, I think I would actually prefer like Vision to just be on his own for a little while. Again, like there was someone that's still mixed in in the Vision series, um, but like that's fine. It wasn't the main driving point and like we see him kind of like beat up the Avengers and like to be shown as this powerhouse that he really is which is always cool and I just I've realized I just don't really think I find his interactions with any of the other Avengers interesting I wonder Outside if it's because girls. they're so robotic like it's just like they don't really have too yeah. much like you know personality interactions actually, with them and that's the thing with Vision too it's like you know Avengers is kind of a boys club and it's like all the guys are like, it's always Cap and Thor and Iron Man and doing whatever. And that's what another thing I think I really liked about that Vision miniseries is that like he had all the girls with him. It was like Crystal, Death Cry, Jocasta. It was just like- oh, we, oh, we love that. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, no, I was like, oh, like look at all these other people getting some shot. And it like works because he plays very well off of them um, just because of like the type of characters that they are. So. If Vision could kind of like get back with that crew some type of way, yeah, maybe then I'd take him on the Avengers because I feel like they actually like cared about him in a way that the men of the Avengers never really have. So that could I think be you're right. I I feel like the the other men on the team don't really and they probably obviously see him as a teammate, but they've never really like legitimized him as like a friend, I guess, you know, as like like a living person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's almost feels like they always just see him as their, their living weapon that they can kind of call on to use their powers and everything like that. Although he, he obviously wants to be more of a a regular person. So, um, yeah. So I'd like to see more of that. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, I think that I think of the thing. I would like to see him kind of either go on his own again, or if he's on an Avengers team, like with Avengers characters who actually care about him, so you can get yeah. more story. Now, I know that you said that you read the 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 Tom King Vision run. How did you yes. feel about his new children that he kind of created? Uh, oh, they were great. And uh, Vin, they were they were actually like again that series. 
everything about it. I, you know, I know Viv has like gone on to the champions. I don't really keep up too much with the champions and what's going on over there, but I know she's got like some interesting development. I think she had like a thing with Ironheart for a brief period in time. So that was kind of fun. Um, but the, the Vision family is elite. We love them. Like we love them over here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten into them yet uh, because I need to read that book. I know it's only 12 issues, so I could probably knock that out soon. But um, I know that his children, I don't know, whatever happened to Vin, I don't know, was he, is he still around or is he? No, I want to spoil the book for you. You're right. You know what? You're right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read it. Um, but I, I like, I like Vision and I like him as a father. I do hope that he can kind of get his shine as a character and it isn't just always kind of writing Wanda's coattails as far as stories go. Um, yeah. I think that it was, I don't think that you always have to tie him into with Wonder Man or Grim Reaper and all that kind of stuff. Because again, I feel like that's always like, that's been done already. Yeah. Every time, every time one of them is, resurrected they always end up having a meeting with the other one and they have to have this like oh my gosh remember when our brainwaves were <laughs> like the same <laughs> you're like you're like my brother and i feel like we've done this already we don't need to go backwards anymore <laughs> um right. i would love to see vision kind of get his own kind of shine i'm not sure if he should necessarily get like another solo book um but i'd love to see him maybe he could go on like the west coast adventures or something while wanda stays in new york and they can kind of maybe work on their relationship from, from afar and he gets to go out and, and really discover more about himself and what he wants to do. You know, he gets to bring all his sweaters <laughs> that he loves to wear. Um, he loves those sweaters. And he loves a good, he loves a good sweater, a, 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 knit, a good knit sweater. So um, yeah, I think, I think vision is interesting. I like his powers and everything, uh, but I think that he can kind of suffer from the chaos of, of Scarlet Witch yeah, she's she's one people should stay away from. Have you have you had any fun like vision moments that you ever encountered before in your in your Marvel reading? Um fun. Oh, there was this moment when Sam was becoming the new Captain America. And I don't know, Vision tried to make a joke and like nobody thought it was funny. And he was just like complaining about it the whole time. And that was like a fun moment that I thought he had. <laughs> Cause he was like, I'm funny. Like you all need to like laugh at my joke. Um, and like I do said- you Do you prefer him to be like more the robot? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just the robot. Or do you prefer him to be kind of like amped up as a human where I have human emotions and I can interact with people. I can crack jokes. Or would you rather be kind of like, I'm a robot, here I am. I, I like a mix of both. I like a knowledge, acknowledgement that like, yeah, I am a like synthesoid, I'm not like a normal human. However, I'm still like funny and have a personality and like I'm an actual living thing. So it's like, don't treat me like trash. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, any kind of acknowledgement of him still being a robot is kind of cool. I remember in the, the Civil War movie, at some point he was asleep. He was just like floating <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think moments like that are really cool where you can still remind it that he is not human, but he wants to be, um, right. or at least just wants to be whatever he can be. So I think that's interesting. How do you feel about the, the Ultron vision relationship? Um, so, oh, in the, in the mini series again, that I just read, um, that was actually a part of it. 
Ultron was like there and Ultron was one of the like one of the synthesoids infected by the virus and so he had this like very heavy drunken fun dad type of relationship with Vision. He's like, hey, boyo, like, come over here. And he's, like, being very, like, happy with him and just, like, I can't wait. But he's, like, also scared of everybody. Like, he doesn't like to fight. He doesn't like to do all this stuff. And so finally Vision kind of comes up to him and he's like, look, you and I used to be enemies, but, like, you're going to help me right now. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I know you're going through something, but you need to get it together. You are Ultron. <laughs> he's like, help us out. Um, so that I think that's a nice moment. Um, other than that, I... Oh, uh, it's it's fine. It's like it's 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 robot on robot hate. I don't <laughs> think anyone ever wants to spat. <laughs> exactly. I think you're right. I I like their relationship. You know, I don't think it needs to really even really be developed further it, because at this point it is what it is. Um, you know, I think that I, I like Ultron. He's one of my favorite um Avengers villains. Again, oh, I, I like that. Yeah, I like the I like the robot, the big robot villain because usually whatever they want to accomplish, they get done. <laughs> and I like a villain. I like a villain that is um, so wrapped up in their own self and their own like righteousness that they see themselves as the hero and they actually accomplish whatever kind of villainous thing that they were going to do. And it gives the heroes a moment to actually use their powers at the full extent that they can because they're actually just fighting robots. So you can, they're, I guess, allowed to do that more versus if they're fighting like living beings, they usually tend to hold back. So yeah, I like Ultron as as a, as an Avengers villain. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think overall, like Vision has been, I feel like he's been around for so long because like that Avengers 57 book came out in 68. But I feel like a lot of his stories have been, he's just been kind of there and on the team to kind of do use his powers a little bit and kind of support Wanda. But I feel like only recently, probably within the last like 10 years, has he actually started to get pushed to get more of a, a story and a, and a yeah. more like personality, I guess you could say. Yeah, I can feel that um and i know i know uh busick his avengers run has a lot of like the wonder man wanda vision stuff like throughout it and you know i feel like i've heard good things about it so it's i'm pretty sure it's enjoyable at the time but it's like you said it's like i'd kind of still love to see him pivot away from that continue pivoting away from that a little bit more just to stay on his own line like if we got to dip back into it we got to dip back into it because i'm sure we'll dip back into it again like everyone apparently thinks vision and wanda are meant to be together so it's just gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I've read that uh, music run. Um, that you got like a lot of, a lot of Wanda in that. <laughs> it was like mm. pretty much. That's actually where you get the retcon of her powers being uh, like chaos magic. And uh, in, in that run. Um, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and you get like kind of like you said. It's you get the whole. Wanda vision wonder man thing going on there because she brings wonder man back and he has to wonder if he is even real or if he's like basically a genie for for Wanda to bring up whenever she wants to and he also of course you know like I've said before they have the whole relationship thing and then they got to figure out that that out always to end up deciding that they should not be together and that she should go be with vision um so that was a great run for that but I think it's time to like kind of move past that. And because we've done that already, um, 
So yeah, I think I think Vision Vision could be fun. He just needs to kind of get more personality a little bit, and I think you can get that just by being around other characters. Agreed. Agreed. Bring back Death Cry. She was fun. <laughs> she she sounds like a character you would like. Is she like a death bird kind of? Yeah, she's uh she she are. Um, okay. And I, if you you've seen her, she was a guardian of the galaxy at one point in time. Also, she's like purple. She's got like the big hair. Um, she actually gets killed by what is Captain Universe at the time? Oh, because, okay. Like, yeah. Because like something happens, they basically Captain Universe basically like kills someone that she was about to kill, and she is just like so completely upset by this because you know, it took away the honor of her kill and that's not something that her kind does. And so she's just like really antagonistic and he does it again. And so she's like, okay, now I'm going to kill you. And so he like kills her in self-defense and we, I don't think she's been back since. <laughs> well, they could replace her with Deathbird or something, you know, or, uh, or resurrect her somehow and bring her around. Okay. Uh, I don't think she, I don't think she was a mutant though. Oh, okay. She, I think she was just like a Shi'ar. Shi'ar. Yeah. Birthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's purple. She's fun. She's like, even in the Vision series, like I said, she's like, just like constantly going at Jocasta and she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. They say something to her about puppy love and she's like, I don't know why you think I would love a canine. <laughs> it's just like, she's a cute girl. Bring back Death Cry. Give her and Vision a series. That's what they should That's do. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'd love, I'd love to see Vision like, I don't know, on a different team, maybe Defenders or something like that and getting mm. to stretch his wings as... A, a a character and interacting with other people and, yeah. and doing that kind of stuff. Definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to have a quick little panel about Vision because you know I feel like we always end up talking about Wanda and he should get some kind of shine too. Uh, so let's take a break and then we'll come back for the discussion on Wanda Vision. All right, all right, all right. We are back for the rewatch. The first watch yes, of the rewatch. Yes, yes. I, I've, I've watched it a couple of times now, actually, so it's still my rewatch. Yeah, <laughs> um, same. <laughs> but I, I, as I'm sure everybody knows, Disney Plus has finally released the first two episodes of WandaVision. We are back in the MCU. We are alive again. We are rebirthed. Oh, rebirth. Um, we are <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are alive. So let's let's dig right into it. Um, what did you yeah. think of it? You know, they are now kicking off phase four. Um, I know that they obviously had plans to really kick this off last year, but the state of the world said no. But um with Disney Plus, they were able to kind of get this up with the streaming. And I I really liked it. I thought it was a pretty great first two episodes. I'm really glad that they dropped. The first two, though, I will say that I think that if it was only that first episode, I think people would have been left a little like cold and confused and waiting another week for the following episode would have uh, probably maybe turned some people off. But I think having that first two together, kind of basically like an hour long premiere um, really was a smart idea and yeah. really kind of got you to really dive into the whole thing. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the whole sitcom and era thing but i really actually enjoyed it uh they i actually found myself really laughing well. a lot <laughs> like yeah. it was so well done like i felt like i was watching like an actual sitcom from that time and um 
all of the like little commercials that they would have in it were kind of a cool little nod for comic book fans you know yeah. the strucker watches and the stark toaster yeah. and stuff i thought that was kind of cool um i the first episode was the kind of 1950s episode and shout out to i can't think of the actress's name but she was the mom from that 70s show i think she's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> like even before like when they first walked in and like the lights were off and i heard that voice i was like is that kitty <laughs> right yes come on kitty <laughs> i thought that was great she's really funny um and i think they also did like this little kind of a classic trope i think within the sitcoms or at least back sitcoms from that era of the the boss coming over for dinner and yeah. everything goes wrong and then they kind of fix it and everything like that so i thought that was a cool little nod that they did there what really was awesome in this episode for me was the usage of Wanda's like chaos magic and what mm -hmm. she was able to kind of do. And it almost felt like she and Vision kind of knew that they were doing these things with their powers, but it was like, okay for them to do. Um, but I felt like that was like wrong and that she shouldn't have been able to know how her powers were. I don't know, it felt like there was this weird undertone there of like, Oh, I've got these powers and I'm living in the 50s with my man. But like, that's not you know, that you should be, be right. doing this. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is wrong. Like, you know, this is wrong. But it's like, and I, I, I agree with that, especially during, I want to say, what was it, the second episode where the beekeeper came up out of the, um, the manhole? I, I, yeah, yeah. And she's like, no. And then like everything just kind of like reverses back. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, girl, you know, you're doing something wrong. Like, but again, like, this is, this, is pure Wanda. Wanda is always doing something wrong. She's always messing chaos. something up. She's yes, chaos. She's, she is usually ruining something. And um, but I think that's always about her character because again, it's chaos. So that's what she provides, and then people have to kind of fix it around her. Or she is chaos, even though she wants to not be. <laughs> and a vision is kind of like the the center of where she finds non-chaotic moments and she wants to keep that around her um you know i thought it was super cute with them just moving into this home and um you know he tries to walk her into the over the into the threshold and carry her but he phased through it and dropped her i thought that was kind of cute um cute. you know and then she's uh, later trying to prepare the dinner i thought her neighbor agnes um katherine hahn is hilarious agnes, <laughs> um, agnes is just good agnes and um dottie they deserve space. <laughs> my girls. Yes. My girls. Yeah, I thought that they were really, really great. Um, when Agnes was in the second episode and they were at that kind of meeting with Dottie and she was like, I don't know how any of you can do this sober. I was like, I know that's right, girl. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, I really enjoyed in the first episode, um, it went by really quickly, but I really did enjoy where the moments where you start to see that she's starting to crack a little bit um mm -hmm. and she, i mean wanda um you know i feel like some people may have wanted this to be this big bombastic thing of like oh my gosh she's losing her mind and she needs to be put in a straitjacket or something but i'm really enjoying kind of the slow burn of all of this because as that first episode started to end and she was like wait a minute we don't have like a uh, an anniversary or yeah. wedding rings and all that kind of stuff and things start to crack for her and she can't figure out the answers to those kind of questions and kitty is like saying stop it over and over again while the boss is like choking yeah and it was like yeah i felt that too because it was like you know you can stop it but it's like 
we're not supposed to be saying that you can stop it, but it's like, stop it, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden Wanda's tone changed and she was like, like before she was like, oh, I'm a fifties housewife. And you know, oh my gosh, yeah. she's so cute and bubbly. And then her, the tone of her voice changes. She's like vision help him. And like, all of a sudden he just like gets up and phases the chocolate thing out of his mouth. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Is she controlling him or, um, like what's going on here? I also, my theory for all this has been, um, I'm not sure if you ever read Avengers Standoff, but it was this um, event over in the Avengers book that happened back in like 2016, 2017. Wait, no, I remember that's when um, uh, Pleasant Hill, they had like all the villains in that like kind of fake neighborhood. Cause that's when yeah. uh, Steve went young again, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so, they have this whole shield made this place called Pleasant Hill and they used like fragments from um, a Tesseract, I think. And, or like, no, I'm sorry, from a cosmic cube. I think those things are the same thing actually. Um, so they shield used fragments from a cosmic cube to make this, this Pleasant Hill area where they, instead of imprisoning villains, they would put them in Pleasant Hill and they would alter, change their memories and, and alter who they kind of were. I remember like Graviton um, was changed into like a chef or something. And like um, some other characters were like changed into these different personalities within Pleasant Hill. And they kind of use this as a way for the, the villains to kind of rehab themselves and maybe become something better instead of just being in jail. But then the there's this, this like little creepy girl named Cubic, a Kobic, I'm sorry, in this. And she can like, she is actually the living like cosmic cube i feel like they are pulling a lot from that in this with like sprinkles of house of m where i feel like with this show this this westview place is was probably created by shield i'm sorry not i'm sorry but not by shield by sword to kind of monitor quote-unquote weapons or anything that they kind of want to do and they kind of have this area where they kind of are monitoring stuff however i don't think that they were ready for uh, Kobik, or in this situation, Wanda, to also be affecting the area that they kind of created. And now she's actually taking over for uh, Westview. That's kind of my little oh, theory that I think is going on. I, I think like that they, that. yeah, I, I went back and read um, Standoff. Um, it was a pretty, it was a fun uh, event, in my opinion. But I feel like instead of just going straight up House of Them and going really like, you know, crazy with all of this stuff, I think that they're pulling from that with like sprinkles of House of M because she is getting what she wants, which is of course vision and her her home with him and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, with that kind of theory, do you also think there's still like another potential player in the mix of this? Because one of the big takeaways for me, obviously, like we just said was Agnes and Agnes I'm sure is probably gonna be revealed in some form or fashion to be Agatha Harkness, who we all yeah. know is like the mentor to Wanda, her witchy mother, all that good stuff. and. One of the things that I noticed a lot of was the emphasis on children for Wanda. And I'm wondering if like maybe Agnes or Agatha came in some way, like if Mephesto, again, we know that Wanda is going to be involved in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we're assuming that like we might have some more like Mephesto stuff on there. So I'm wondering if that kind of also plays into this. And that's why we have to get like the twins. Does somebody want 
her kids or like kids from her some way. I think that was actually like a really early plot for her um, in like really old Avengers comics when she first started having uh, Billy and Tommy with Vision, like when she first kind of magically created them. I believe that Mephisto didn't want that because her he knew that her kids were going to be like too powerful or something and like probably get rid of him. So he probably wants her to have the kid so she so i'm sorry so he can control that power and he can have Mm -hmm. that kid for himself um i think that you're right i think that agnes or who we all kind of assume is probably going to actually be agatha harkness i think that she was either brought in and ended up getting like entangled in all this mess like she was there to kind of watch wanda but then she also ends up getting like mind wiped and changed into agnes or something um and I think that probably her original mission was to be a not necessarily a spy, but kind of like watch Wanda and probably teach her eventually. Um, but I think probably Mephisto is involved in that somehow and probably was like sending her out there to kind of do that kind of stuff. Or or she's just there on her own accord and she just wanted to help Wanda because she realizes that Wanda is actually a witch and yeah. her powers are the chaos magic. And she is like, okay, well, I need to be there for her, but unfortunately, she probably ends up getting, like I said, kind of wrapped up in in all of this. Very interesting. Okay, I mean, I'm into it. I'm ready for the next few episodes and just to see where it goes. I I think the mystery was really great. I love the way they kind of did the laugh track and how it kind of died down in more serious moments, and they kind of like lower the music. It it felt creepy and rigid along with the humor. It always fit in very well. Everyone was acting their asses off, you know. I know sometimes. Oh yeah, they were the great acting in this, like phenomenal. I know that's a thing for like some MCU actors that people complain about, but like this cast, they were doing it. The scene where they were at the talent show and Vision had like the bubble gum stuck in his gears, and so he was kind of drunk. That was great. Yeah, perfection, like absolute perfection. Yeah, Vision in this is a lot of fun. I think. they have he's like uh, Paul Bettany is really having a lot of fun <laughs> in this yeah, and he was really really funny um I have caught myself laughing at him a, a bunch of times in this I think that he, you can really tell that he's having a great time like doing this and again same with Agnes you could tell that they're having a fantastic time being a part yeah. of this um the second episode introduced the character who I'm most excited to see in this and that's Monica Rambo <laughs> um mm-hmm, Monica um, Tiana Paris is beautiful. Like she's gorgeous. And um, oh my gosh, I I love everything about her and and her introduction into this. And I can't wait to see how she kind of comes to terms with all of this. I think that she is a, I'm sorry, I I keep saying shield, (laughs) but shield is no more. Uh, She is a sword agent and I think that she ended up getting entangled in all that mess as well. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think that this place was supposed to be supposed to be controlled by a sword, but you know, I think Wanda is the one who's actually taking control of it. So, like, I think uh, Monica or Geraldine, as she thinks her name is um, <laughs> in this show, I think that she was a sword agent but somehow got wrapped up into all this and now her memories have been completely taken from her and she thinks one thing but slowly but surely everyone is realizing that wait a minute what is this isn't right like i should not be here 
What did you think of the scene where Wanda and Dottie were talking and like someone starts calling on the radio for Wanda, like kind of like breaking through and like Dottie hears it and everything. Is that, does that also still fit in with your whole um, kind of standoff? Yeah, a little theory? bit. I, I, I feel like that is where, um, that I feel like that is where things kind of start to get a little like dicey and crazy there where I think S.W.O.R.D. has been the one kind of controlling all this stuff. And when they were on that radio being like, you know, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Who, what's, what's controlling you? I feel like S.W.O.R.D. is trying to understand why she's like altering this reality and stuff around her. Like, why, why are you doing this? Who okay. is, who is forcing you to do all this kind of crazy magic stuff here? Um, when really we were just supposed to be rehabilitating you and kind of helping you get uh, back control of your life. I mean, she's been through a lot, like technically, yeah. I mean, Vision isn't alive anymore, right? So, like, but he yeah. is here. And we know he isn't alive because we saw the stones go back. We saw him get destroyed. So, um, but in this, he has, like, the Mind Stone in his head. It's clearly not the real Mind Stone, but it's whatever she kind of magicked up. She also um, just, even, like, made a joke about his head in the first episode. And, like, how, yeah. how it's, like, indestructible or something like that. Yeah. When she said that, I was like, I don't know, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's been proven false. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's right. Um, And there uh, there were a lot of really cool Easter eggs like that within this show that I liked. Um, One thing that I noticed, I don't know if anybody else kind of saw it, but in that second episode while they're doing that whole uh, Bewitched intro, um, when they get to the living room and sit down, there was a part where you see this helmet that looked exactly like Grim Reaper's helmet. And um, Grim Reaper is Wonder Man's brother. And so I'm like, hold on. <laughs> is he coming? Is Simon Williams? No, no, hold on. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. I'm going to have to go back and watch that intro. Yeah, now. go back and check that out. Because I saw that and I was like, no, hold on, wait. <laughs> if, if Grim Reaper's there, Simon probably isn't too far behind. So I think that's really cool. Although I really don't hope that they do a whole, like, that whole we need your brainwave thing. Because uh, I think that's convoluted but um i i enjoyed the second episode a little bit more than than the first um which was awesome i think if if they're each going to keep getting better like that that's dope um i thought that the the second episode when you started to get introduced to these like color moments and it wasn't black and white so like when when wanda walks outside and she finds that like helicopter in the bush um and it has yeah. the sword symbol on it and she's like well wait a minute what is this and then she's kind of like freaking out about that and then later on when Dottie like cuts her hand and she's like we see the red blood yeah and Dottie has a moment of like what wait a minute this isn't right why am I even bleeding and then like like that she kind of snaps into oh you know what never mind I'm going back to be in this 1950s um kind of a bitch okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, moment and we love I, a housewife we do <laughs> um so i think that the the second episode was really really great and i hope that this is really just gonna just take it all off i can't wait to see what they do with with the twins and everything in this i think that's really cool you know she kind of popped up at the end of the episode like oh we want to have a baby cool i'm pregnant now <laughs> so um that's how it should be I was like, ooh, Scarlet Witch is unraveling. <laughs> like, she's dangerous. Yes. <laughs> she's dangerous. Yeah, she she needs to get a little bit of this under control, or at least we'll see if she ever does before anything kind of 
really just shatters itself. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see what what happens there. I thought that talent show, like you said, was really cool. Um, when Wanda was like, oh, I got to just, she's used her magic powers to really just make everything kind of work. Like, oh, look, you know, it wasn't really, he was flying. I was holding him up by a string. It's almost like she wants to keep her powers a secret from everybody else um, because I think she thinks that if they find out that she does have these abilities, then she's going to get kicked out of Westview. But that's where she wants to stay because there's no Thanos there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's nobody taking, there's nobody that's going to take vision away from her in, in Westview. I like that. I like that. I want a vision. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely into this. I think that, it was a a risk for them to take. It wasn't the the typical, you know, MCU like formula that I think everyone has criticized them about, where it's just, you know, quips yeah. and uh, light. It got me stuff. really excited for like a lot of the other Marvel shows and how they're going to kind of do it. You know, I, I think we can agree that uh, while the movies are fantastic, a lot of stories probably would work better in a television format. Definitely. And so, um, you know, things like this. And then, you know, She-Hulk is also going to be a comedy. So, like, knowing, seeing how this comedy is, like, kind of working and forming, it's got me really excited for, like, when we actually get to that one. And then, you know, just a lot of the other shows that are coming up. I'm like, this is going to be great. This is, like, again, we're back in the MCU. It's time to get excited again. You can finally either get Disney Plus if you don't have it or get the login information of a friend because because <laughs> because we're here now and it's gonna yeah it's gonna keep going I like that the um the Scarlet Witch in this was like able to still use her powers and stuff because so many times in like superhero tv shows I'm never really into them because the budget the <laughs> isn't really is there. there the budget is not there and things look real cheap but it looked like Disney's gave them the mind that they could whatever they wanted to use because this said what you need to do it looks cinematic <laughs> like it looks great i really again like that whole like uh scene with the boss came to dinner and she was like cooking all the stuff in the kitchen had like all the plates and everything i was like this is just really well done again the talent show where she's just like snapping and having like her little bewitch moments they just did some really good stuff with her i was and you know i'm not huge on comic book wanda right you know? the pretender. i can admit that freely the pretender, you know, she, she's not really up there for me. But MCU Wanda, she's a guy I can get into. Yeah, same. I think I like MCU Wanda a little bit more than comic book Wanda. Um, and I, I, I think this show is going to probably make me like her relationship with Vision more than I do in the comics because they always kind of seemed like that, like those characters that always end up gravitating back towards each other. But we, we, we see them fight and like separate or whatever, but I would like to see more of the relationship. They probably, they should probably have another ongoing. I know, but in the past yeah. they've had, they've had a Wanda and Vision, or at least I'm sorry, a Scarlet Witch and Vision series. They should probably bring something like that back around. I was so. actually thinking about going back to read that. It's also on Marvel Unlimited, and um, Steve Englehart wrote it. And so, you know, I've been oh, realizing okay. that I love Steve Englehart, so I think I might go try that out. Yeah, he's written a lot of uh, Wonder Man stuff too. That whole. Uh, West Coast Avengers stuff was him. Um, I should I should go back and check that out because I think that they probably would work best in a book together. You know what I mean? Like where they can kind of really dive into their characters and and really shine on them. Like just put them in a book together <laughs> and I, it'll probably be pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that 
I don't know. I'm I'm down. I really want to see how Monica gets her powers. My hope is that they are not from Scarlet Witch. I don't want her to be the the. I, it's okay if she's the catalyst for it, but I don't want her to just magically give give her like Monica. Like yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't want her. Yeah. I don't want that to be that because then again, I would always feel like, well, then why can't she do that for everybody? <laughs> like you know, um, exactly. So I hope that we see exactly how Monica gets her abilities and actually what her role is in S.W.O.R.D. Um, I have a feeling that she was probably inspired by Captain Marvel to want to be a hero like she was when she was uh, younger in Captain Marvel, but she's going to go the S.W.O.R.D. route instead of the S.H.I.E.L.D. route, like kind of what Carol was doing back then. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to see to see what they really, really do with Monica. And and Vision and Wanda, obviously they're the <laughs> the lead of the story. <laughs> well, Monica's at the top of the list. The Monica, yeah. <laughs> but I'm here for Monica. Um, because I have a feeling that uh, we may, once we start to get into that, we can probably get start to see more Wanda. And, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, more Monica in the comics. And uh, I love that because uh, I think Monica is an interesting character, a bit overpowered, but uh, still, mm -hmm. <laughs> but still very interesting. And I like her. Uh, so I'm in. I'm in WandaVision. I would, how would you rate this first, the first episode and the second one on a scale I, from like one to 10? I would say the first episode, I'd probably give a solid seven. Yes. Yeah, and I'd probably give maybe like an eight, eight, nine to the second episode. I, I, I really enjoyed both of them. So they're high scores for me. Yeah. I'd give the first one like a seven. And I'd give the second one like a solid eight, really, because once, once she started to really like warp the time around her and it became like the next decade or whatever and color was added, I was like, oh, she's losing it for real. <laughs> yeah, like it's getting real. <laughs> like, so she ain't right. We need to get no. this under control. <laughs> Quickly, <laughs> before things get completely out of hand, um, which is obviously what's going to be coming up where things start to completely get out of hand. I think that voice that has been talking to her on that radio is uh Jimmy Woo. Um I think that oh, I think I've been like listening to like try and see if it sounded like anyone who we already know. Um Jimmy Woo's a good guest though. I like that. I think I think it's Jimmy Woo. I think he is a member of Sword because he was a member of Shield, I think in Ant-Man, but once that was done, I think that he probably got some kind of position on Sword and now that's where he is and he's a part of whatever kind of like missions or whatever they're doing with this this Westview place. Um, but yeah, I'm in. Whatever they yeah. got coming up next, I, I'm ready for it. This is a fun way to kick off phase four. Um, I'm really excited for whatever they got going on down the pipeline. They have said that, uh, I think this goes for like eight or nine episodes or something like that. And after that, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts. So pretty much for the next every Friday until like April <laughs> with there's a new We're something here. new being added to the MCU. So this is going to be really fun to like keep keep up to date with this kind of stuff. I'm excited. Very. Okay, well, you guys be sure all the listeners out there let us know what you thought of WandaVision, you know, kind of what your theories are for what's going on, what's happening, who you're loving, who you're not loving. I don't really think there's anyone on the show that I'm not loving yet. Everyone's actually yeah, like me neither fitting perfectly. So um, yeah, that was our rewatch. Yeah, get into it, y'all. Let us know what you guys think. Um, all right, that brings us to uh, the end of the show. Um, you can find us 
on Twitter at Another Relaunch. You can find us on email and send us any kind of feedback you have, any of your own relaunches you want us to read um, at anotherrelaunch at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and other social media at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You can find me at Keenan Lance with an underscore at the end. So I've been thinking about like some of my favorite comic book adjectives. And since you have uncanny, should I add an adjective to mine? Oh, that'd be fun. I like mighty. I'm, I'm probably not going to do it, but I'm going to think about it. I like it. it. Gonna, think about I'm gonna it. Try, Workshop I'm gonna try it. some things out. You know, I'm gonna, what's your quick, quick aside? Do you have a favorite adjective that they use on new series? I don't know. I think I do like uncanny. Um, I like, uh, I don't really know if I really like astonishing as much um, because I realize I don't I don't. Know. yeah, I don't really know if I like astonishing as much, but I do like uncanny the most. Um, I had to think about it. Um, we'll get back to that. We'll yeah. Let me think about that. We're going to talk yeah. about that more. Um, um, and to prepare for next week though, y'all, we are doing a reread of the first volume, the first 12 issues of young Avengers. So next week we're going to be talking about, the Young Avengers, it felt pretty appropriate to, you know, do this since these WandaVision episodes have all really been about, you know, they've really heavily been talking about children. So let's talk about the kids. <laughs> so right? let's, um, get into let's talk about the kids. So next week we will be talking about uh, the first volume of Young Avengers. So check that out. That's it. That's what we got. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, y'all. We out of here. Peace. Mm-hmm.